Hi everyone, this is Aaron and you are listening to the Sound Words Podcast, the official podcast of musicgoon.com. Today's guest is Irene Peck. Her article, Four Reasons for Christians to Dance, was featured at the Sola Network. In this episode, we talk about her Korean background, growing up with insecurities, especially about her body, Biola University, the writing process for her article, how through dance she learned to love how God created her, and her current role on the Living Hope worship team. Thanks for listening. Irene Peck, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for doing this podcast. Yeah, sure. I wanted to talk to you about uh, your solo article, Four Reasons for Christians to Dance. And I know Mm -hmm. we're a little bit late on this. I guess we couldn't get our schedules to work. Or actually, no, you ignored me for a good amount of time. <laughs> you ignored me. I think I, no. I know, I know it was kind of weird. I messaged you out of the blue, but um, thanks for, thanks for accepting the message and being cool about this. Three months later. Yeah. Three months later, your, your article is published on May 28th. So yeah, we, we got some time. It's still yeah. a really good article, but I guess Thank before you. we start talking about that, why don't you tell me about your background? Tell me who you are, your life story. I don't know, whatever you want to talk about. Sure. Um, So I'm Irene. Um, I'm 22. I just recently graduated in May from Biola. Um, I am for now being labeled as a freelance writer, but I do want to be a screenwriter ultimately someday when God permits. Um, Yeah, I guess... My favorite color is yellow. I don't know what to say. Are you, are you, you're wearing yellow right now. I can see yes, that yellow am. sweater. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so you 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 graduated from Biola. How did you end up going to Biola? Where'd you go to high school? Um, I went to high school at Sunny Hills. Okay. Um, a lot of people know that to be like a very druggy school, but is it? I mean, to, I can't, it kind of is, just because like a lot of Korean gangster wannabes wow. kind of submerge from that high school. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, I wasn't affiliated with that group, but yeah, Um, but I really, I'm like, sometimes I get really worried that people will judge me when I say this, but Biola was actually my last choice. I actually, um, kind of backstory, I never had any intentions of going to college in the first place, just because, yeah, school is not really my forte. Like I, this sounds so cliche when I say it, but I hate being, um, I hate being restricted into one guideline because I see school as like one critique and everybody has to fit into that. But if you don't, then you're considered a failure. And I hated that. So I didn't really want to go to college. um, But I mean, I have Korean parents, so I kind of don't have a choice. So um, I applied to all the pretty basic standard college places and um, everybody rejected me except for Biola because they said, Biola basically told me, hey, um, we know that you're not doing super well in school, but um, we're willing to give you a chance because we see something in you. Like we feel as if like there's something that you can bring and something that we can help bring to you for your future. And so I was like, you know what, if this is what it is, then this is what it is. So I went to Biola first year. I, I went in thinking that I'd hate it because, again, like I didn't really like school. But um, after the first year, God, like everything changed. I was like, wow, I love school. Like I love teaching. Like I love learning. I was like, what's going on? You became the best student ever. Honestly, okay. I wasn't the best student, but I tried to be like a really, really good student. Like I actually tried for once. And obviously there were some days where I was like, 
I don't want to do this. Like, I hate this professor. I hate this, like, I hate this class or whatever, whatever. But I think ultimately in the end, like, I've never thought of school that way, or I don't remember thinking of school that way. So, yeah. Wow. As like you were doing this, like, what did your friends say? What did your parents say? Like, were they surprised at your change? My, I don't know about my dad, but I have a closer relationship with my mom just because, you know, I tell my mom everything. But my mom told me that she was, she like had this really strong intuition in her heart. She was like, I think something's telling me that you're going to thrive and you're going to do really well from here on out. Just because like she seen me so not motivated throughout like junior high and high school, just because like, um, to be honest, I actually had a fallout with God too, like during that period. And so I think that's where I lost a lot of my motivation, a lot of my creativity, I guess. But my mom was always telling me like, Hey, I know you have something greater in you. You just have to accept the right choices. You have to accept the right opportunities. As I was going through my college career, she saw that I was actually growing really well as I was learning to have like an independent relationship with God. Um, and she kept on telling me, like, I knew that this would be better. Like I knew that your life would be better than what you think. And she's really, really, really blessed and really thankful that I even had the opportunity to go to Biola. Yeah. When I share my testimony with some of my friends, like to the deeper levels, they go, wow. Like I do not expect you I didn't expect you to be the person you are right now. Like I didn't expect you to like go to Biola. I didn't expect you to change the certain way as you're at Biola. Um, And I think just being surrounded by people who encourage me like that, I feel like that's what made me change the most, which is why people are like, wow. Like (laughs) I hear a lot of people telling me like, I really didn't expect to be friends with you. Like, like, You were so mean before. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, you're so like intimidating. Like you're so scary sometimes. But when I talk to you, you're like a completely different person. I'm like, man, I mean, it is what it is. So yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know what? Let's go for it. Tell me your salvation story then. What what is this? What yeah, what was going on exactly? Um, so kind of just backtracking as far as I can. I was born under a Christian family, like my mom and dad were both Christian. Um, and I was basically born and raised in a church, a really big mega church. But um, I realized that I um, didn't really fit in with a lot of people. Like, I don't know, I always saw myself to be a very different person than a lot of other, like the people around me, just because like, for one, I mean, a lot of people tell me that I don't look like a stereotypical Korean. I don't act like a Korean. I don't know what that means, but (laughs) I'm just like, cool. Sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't like, I just don't seem to affiliate. And so I think like junior high and high school, which is like when that's the most important part of your life. um, I realized that I wasn't really fitting in like, and I would go to church faithfully and I would try to just kind of like ignore all that. Just be like, you know what? It's not about friends. Like it's about God. But the more and more I tried to go in that direction, the more I was being pushed back. Like, no, um, your community does matter, which I mean, true. But at the same time, it's like, but nobody's accepting you. Nobody's liking you for who you are. And um, I was overweight when I was a kid and um a lot of the people at my church would actually make fun of me for being fat. And like, they would also just kind of like be like, Oh, you're not that special or you're not like, you're not the person that I want to be friends with. But like all that really like very high school drama type of thing. But I guess that really hit me hard the most just because like, I always knew that I was never fitting in. Like I never ever 
had like a solid group of friends. Like it always changed from time to time. So I feel as though like that hit me the hardest. And so I had a lot of like identity issues going with that. And I had a lot of like body image issues. And so um, that led me to fall really, really far apart from God. Because to me, it was like, if you call me like a perfect creation, if you call me as beautiful as you say, I am, why am I not being treated as such? Like, why is it that nobody else sees it? And it like led me to believe like, oh, if nobody else sees it, then it's fake for me. Like, it's not true. Like, that's not real to me. So that led me to go through a lot of like depression waves. Um, I got a lot of like anxiety problems through that. Uh, But literally on my last like last line of life, I was like, okay, God, I'm sick and tired of living like this. Like I'm sick and tired of being so negative to myself. Like it takes a toll on you, especially when you're in high school, like, and you're just kind of like beating yourself up all the time. It's like, I don't want to do this anymore as much as it gives me comfort, I guess, as sad as it is, just because like, you're so used to it at the same time. It's like, but I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so that's where Viola came to play. Cause I said, Hey, um, I'm not gonna live like this anymore because I'm sick and tired of it. Like I've seen you do miracles and I don't mean to sound selfish, but I want to see a miracle in my life like right now. Wow. And um wow. yeah, throughout like that month or throughout that period, I can't really remember just because like I blocked a lot of this out of my memory. But um just throughout that period when I asked God, I was like, this is literally the last chance that I'm gonna give you. Oh, I sound so immature. I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. Last I mean, chance. It's real though, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I really hate saying this. I was like, God, if you do not give me a miracle, I can't believe in you anymore because there's nothing to believe at this point. If you're not going to give me something to believe, um, God said, Oh, okay. So (laughs) he, um, he put Viola in my life and that's Mm. where I guess like progression changed. Like I started to kind of fall away from living my parents' expectations of what Christianity means to me. And that's when I started to cultivate like a relationship of my own. And that's where it was definitely the hardest just because like, I felt as if when I was living a Christian life with my parents, it's like, Mm. this is the way to go. But then now that I'm on my own, it's like, which way? Right, right, Um, right. Yeah, you really had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, Biola was there for me because I felt as if I forgot basically everything that I knew about the Bible. But yeah, that school has definitely given me a lot of like new perspectives as to what Christianity is, like what it should mean to you and what happens like when this happens or when that happens. And I've met so many, so many wonderful professors who have like helped me with my walk. Um, And I think that's, what's so great about Viola. This is not a sponsored. (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) but if they want to, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like that's what I love about Viola because I wasn't, I mean, obviously I was in a very vulnerable situation. Like I was not comfortable sharing my faith because I felt as if I was so weak compared to everybody else. But professors were like, no, sit down. Like, I want to talk with you. Like, it's not about how strong your faith is, but it's about how far you're willing to go to make your faith that strong. So, wow, yeah, like that's where I am. Yeah, it sounds like around that, you know, um, senior high school and then college bio you know freshman college time is when um you stopped like I guess taking your parents faith and then also like what your church expected your faith to look like and then you really just had to figure it out on your own and see you know what Christianity is for yourself is that is that pretty much it 
Yeah, and I think like I was also able to experience that better, just kind of like figuring out Christianity on my own because I actually left that church just because like I know a lot of pastors say that it's not like a good mindset to think this way, but I I feel like it's okay for me to say this when I say that that church really hurt me a lot just because, you know, um, I really don't want to name names, so I'm not going to, but I just know a lot of people or a lot of members in that church who would look at me and just say, you really don't know like how to live life like this. Or like, you really don't know the answer to this. Like all you need to do is just keep praying. But for me, it's like, I'm frustrated though, because I would pray, but I don't, I wouldn't receive anything, which is why like I'd go for help. But I just felt as if like, I felt also as I was church hopping and as I eventually like found the church that I attend now, um, I experienced different forms of love, like Christian love. And I felt like that was one thing that I was craving the most, but I just didn't know how to like put that into words. So I think that's why I was just like super confused, super lost. But once I started to actually like go on my own, that's where I was like, okay, yeah, this is what love is. Or like, this is what I want in a church or like, this is what I need in my faith. And so, yeah. yeah. And right now you're at um, Pastor Steve's church. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, How did you find yourself there? So Biola (laughs) has a uh, club, I guess, or a ministry called KCM. Okay. And yeah, I know KCM. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a freshman, it was KCM's first year at Biola. And so a lot of the, I think like upperclassmen, yeah, the upperclassmen, they, um, a lot of them went to Living Hope. And so I was like, hmm, I need a church. Like, where should I go? So very surprisingly, also Living Hope was my last church that I decided to go to. I went to a lot of different churches and I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then I went to Living Hope and I was like, this is the one. Like, Whoa. I feel it. Wait, how yeah. did, okay, what did you feel? What did you feel exactly that was so different? Um, I don't really know. Part- okay, so number one, like a lot of people who go to Living Hope say this, but definitely the community, they were very opening, very like willing to love on you. Even though I was like new, they were like, oh no, like, come, we're here to serve you. We're here to love you. And I'm just kind of like, that's so new to me. Just because, like, <laughs> like when you're, you're caught off guard. You're kind of like, what? So caught off guard. I was like, oh my goodness, what? But um, yeah, they were all so welcoming, so accepting. And um, I think that's when Pastor Steve was actually speaking that Sunday. And um, I don't actually remember exactly what he said in that sermon, but I just do remember that when he was speaking, like his sermon spoke to me differently than all the other pastors who spoke. And I'm not saying that Pastor Steve is the alpha pastor, like none at all. Um, But I think just to like my personal taste and to the way that I want to grow as a Christian, I feel like Pastor Steve does definitely like give me what I need and what I want to hear. Um, But he also gives me things that I don't want to hear. But at the same time, it's like, (laughs) but you should hear. Yeah. It's it's what you needed though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what I need. So I feel like he gives a really fair balance of nutritional value but also like <laughs> craving satisfied yeah. so, yeah. it's a good way to put it it's a good ratio and so how did you end up writing this article then for sola was it pastor steve who asked you to write this like how did how did they know you danced in the first place and then how did yeah who, who contacted you mm, i think i saw like a post or something that uh-huh. sola was looking for contributors oh okay, okay yeah and so i decided to um hit up hannah who's the editor yes yeah. Yeah. And she, uh, 
I gave her a little bit of background of myself because that was like kind of the requirements. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, this is all like, email, okay. right? This is all yes, email. Okay. This is on email. Okay. And um, Hannah reached out to me and she said, "Hey, like, um, I really like you as a person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want to write about? Like, send me some topics. Like, yeah. what are some things that you're passionate about, or like, yeah. what are some things that you want to see?" And yeah. so I said, "Hey, actually, like, one of the things that I've always wanted to talk about or wanted to always like." dive into but never really saw clearly was kind of like how christians and the dance world are integrated yeah. and i feel like a lot of people um they're hmm. so like a lot of people kind of judged me in the beginning when they like when they heard that i danced because they were like oh um are christians supposed to dance to that song or like are christians allowed to do that move and so to me it's like uh I mean, I'm just learning to accept my body. Like I'm learning to appreciate what I have and what I can do. And to other people, it was just more of like the practicality, just kind of like, oh, but like, you know, you're, you're serving in church. Like what if like kids saw you do this or like, what if um, parents saw you do this? Mm, like, mm, do you think you'd still be doing this? And I mm. honestly, to me, I was like, yeah, because like, <laughs> I mean, it may not be like super, like not everybody may enjoy it. And I totally understand that. And I totally agree that there are some things that I should and should not do when I'm taking class or um, just like certain things that I should be aware of. But as a whole, you know, like I've always loved dance. I've always appreciated how dance was a very like creative space for me, just because like when I was younger, I was a super hyperactive child. So yeah, like yeah. dance was the one thing that could actually just release all my energy. <laughs> and my mom would be like, yes. Like, Go ahead, mom, get it out there. <laughs> she'd be like, take all the energy, just take it into something and just make use of it. So I've always had like a positive reaction towards dance. And I wanted Christians to kind of be more comfortable with the idea of dance other than body worship, because when it's not labeled as body worship, everyone's like, Oh my goodness, what right. are you doing? You know? Right, right, right. right. Um, but I mean, dance was put into this world for a reason. And I feel like Christians should know how far it should be used and like how, like what the bubble is for it to be to like glorify God and yeah. to use it for his glory, you know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when you contacted Hannah, I guess this, I mean, this was what kind of like dance were you doing exactly? Are you in like some kind of like dance team or something at, at, at school or did you, or do you just like to dance like in general? Yeah. So um, freshman year of college, it was either freshman year or sophomore year. I was actually in um, a dance team. It's a Christian dance team called V3. Okay. And I would also dance with Viola on the side because there was a dance club. And when I decided to leave those two teams, I just decided to dance on my own. And I think like during the time when I was talking to Hannah, that's when I was like figuring out, oh, should I join like a secular team? Should I join another dance team? Should I go back to school and dance? But I just ended up sticking to just taking classes just because it was easier for me. And just timing wise, like it's up to me yeah, to yeah. take whichever class I want. So yeah. when I read your article, I, I don't know if, if Sola had anything about dance before, but it did stand out to me because um, I mean, I never really thought about theology of dance, even though I probably should, you know, like it, it's it's a big topic. And I think as Christians, like what you said, we got to think through everything. Um, but I think that just looking at your article right now, you seemed to like be uh, confident in all your points and you were very strong on like, yeah, this it's 
like this is this is like the the correct perspective on like dance and how we use our bodies how was it like working with hannah did she give you a lot of help in editing were these oh, yeah. all your ideas um so i definitely will have to give hannah so much credit um <laughs> just because like even though i did say what i wanted to say i feel like hannah was the one who pieced everything together and like clarified the whole like biblical truth and dance like i feel like she was the one who kind of like created it all together i just laid out what my mind had to say about it and yeah she just kind of like polished it and she gave like passages also and she also like as we were working on this together she emailed me a lot she said hey um i think this would look better with like this biblical truth or like have you thought about this or that and she sent me a lot of references and she's been a huge help to just making this piece so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well i mean the the final product is is really good and it's actually a really short article too i feel that you know if you wanted to you probably could have written more but like i feel that this is really like easy convenient to read you know you can just scroll through it get your points and and get to know you through the writing too i see here you said that you grew up with a lot of insecurities especially with your body um you were never the prettiest skinniest or smartest but through dance i learned to love how god created uh, me and was assured of my identity as his created child and so I, I'm assuming that's what you were talking about earlier, right? About, um, I guess, your body issues, I guess. Do you still feel that way? Um, not as much. I definitely do, like, time to time feel not insecure, but more kind of, like, not as confident. Just because there will be days where I just won't feel good and there will be other days where I'm like I'm the best looking person out there you know like there's, there's just like the extremes I'm just like oh okay yeah, yeah, um, yeah but I think definitely though one thing that I can be sure of is that when I do feel this way where I don't feel as like confident with myself like I'll always see myself finding like the next dance class I could go to and then I'll just go and um I'll just take class and I'll just take everything away. I'll just be like, you know what? It's not about like how you look right now. It's not about what you think, what you look right now. It's about just kind of like growth. It's about you learning to know your body more. It's learning about how your body moves, how you can make your body move. I think through that, that's where I learn, hey, I may not be the supermodel image of what I should or like, or what society wants me to look like, but I definitely am happy of what God made through me. And I think that's such a joy too. And I feel like that's also something that I kind of wanted to bring to church as well. Just the idea of like, we're all broken people and we're all so from different spectrums of the world. But, you know, when we come together in church, it's like, but we're all here to serve God. We're all here to learn. We're all here to grow. And I think what I take from that dance class, I also relate it to church. And I'm like, wow, you know, like, I don't have to go to dance class to learn that I'm beautiful the way that I am. I don't have to go to dance class to learn, hey, you're fully accepted, you're fully loved. But, and so with that, it's like when I go to church too, like I feel the exact same way where it's like, hey, I'm not you. I'm not like you. I don't look like you or whatever it may be, but we're still all accepted by the same God. Like we're still all so loved and we're all so like, fearfully and wonderfully made and I think that's such a wonderful reminder that we all need to like keep into the back of our heads just in case things like that happen but yeah yeah Yeah. well that's that's really encouraging not only um your article but just hearing it from you uh here it's really encouraging Irene thanks for sharing no Um, yeah thanks I see here that it says that you're on 
the uh, Living Hope worship team. Why don't you tell yes. me about that? Because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a music leader at uh, FCBC Walnuts. I want to know what, what oh. you guys do over there. Yeah. What's yeah. It like? Basically, I'm still, I guess, kind of new to serving with the main worship team. Um, just because we're not like, or we go on rotation. So it's not like I'm there every week, but we do go like on rotated schedules. But I did serve for the college ministry. I was on the worship team for the college ministry for four years. And it was really interesting, but also like really fulfilling, I guess, because... um, What do you do, vocals? No, I play keys. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, Um, nice, yeah. So in the beginning, I was very, very kind of hesitant to do it just because like I was still new to the church and I wasn't really sure like if I wanted to do praise, but there were so many opportunities and so many signs that led me to want to do like worship and music just because I feel like for me personally, like at church worship is one of the very like few things that kind of show me that God is present. God is like in the room or God is at least in my heart. Um, And so I said, you know what? Like, why not? Like, sure. And to be honest, (laughs) I went there with a half heart. I went in going like, you know what? You asked me. Sure. Um, But definitely throughout as I was serving more and more often I realized wow like I was low-key kind of forced to be in this team but (laughs) if I went back in time I totally accept wholeheartedly I totally like (laughs) don't even ask me I'm on the team like what do you want me to do when's the next time I'm gonna serve uh I think my junior year to senior year ish around that time I actually um decided to serve with main praise as well So um, I would go into main services and I was super terrified because I have really, really, really bad stage fright. Um, Believe it or not. You're a dancer. How can you have stage fright? I know. Like, here's the thing. When you're (laughs) dancing with the team, it's like, oh, like, I'm not the only one. But then when you're on praise team, it's like, I'm literally the only one playing this instrument. Like, even though I'm with the team, and even though there are other people on stage, it's like, you're the only one playing this instrument. If you mess up, there's literally nobody else to blame but you. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. And so, like, that just was always consciously in my head, like, hey, you're the only one. You're the only one. Um, But the more and more I decided to do worship, the more and more I decided to just say, you know what? forget mistakes. It's all just about praising God. Like you have to remind yourself that at the end of the day, after just kind of like going through a lot of trial and error with just that insecurity, I kind of learned that it's not really about mistakes. You know, the one thing that praise leaders do or worship leaders do is they lead people into worship. And I think that's a lot more important than making a couple of mistakes that people will forget in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So, and also yeah. worrying about yourself too, right? When yeah, it focuses exactly. on God. Wow. And I mean, you do a lot of stuff. You're a dancer, you're a keyboardist. <laughs> and it says right, it says here that you you want to be a screenwriter too. So you're doing mm-hmm. everything. Tell me about yeah. your your future plans for screenwriting or just, you know, your goals or what you have in mind with that. Screenwriting is not my initial goal right now. Like it is something that I am working towards, but it's not a super big concern of mine right now, just because I am a freelance writer. So I kind of want to dabble into a lot of different writing opportunities just to see like, is screenwriting the actual thing that I want to do? Oh, just okay. To, like, okay. 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 To solidify my, um, I guess, dreams. Sure. Um, 
But I definitely, yeah, I do want to be a screenwriter one day. I do want to write for Netflix. I do want to just kind of make a lot of, or not a lot, but I do want to make movies or a lot of like series, kind of like putting my bits and pieces of my testimony into that piece of work or that piece of art and just kind of show everyone like, hey, we're all relatable as human beings. Like we all connect together. We're all like in this together and it takes community to make this happen like to make this lifestyle of a god-centered biblically centered like focused life like it takes community and i think like i kind of just want to show that people are relatable to each other but they just need to learn how to be open to each other in order to kind of realize that um so yeah i definitely do want to implement that into my films but also i just have really really wild dreams like 90 percent of the time when i'm sleeping so i also want to like make that into reality oh wow um yeah just because like i don't mean to brag or i don't mean to like <laughs> sound the way that i sound but um i feel like i've never like when i talk about my dreams to people because you know like i don't know if you've ever had these conversations but Sometimes I'll say, oh my God, I had a dream last night. And then everyone will be like, oh my God, I had a dream last night too. (laughs) We'd always just talk about our dreams from time to time. But when I talk about my dreams, some people, like when I share like in depth with what I can remember, some of them will sit back and be like, oh my God, like, how does that, like, how do you dream this? Like, you're literally making this up. I'm like, no, I swear on my life, I'm not making this up. And they're like, you should write about that. So like, oh, nice. Yeah, it's yeah. a confirmed sign, but I definitely <laughs> do, like want to make my dreams, the dreams that I have so vividly and turn it into like a reality by also kind of like implementing my testimony into those stories. Cause I feel like I'm able to do it. Like, you know, as a creative, I feel like you should have the confidence to do that. So, yeah. 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 Wow. I mean, you're like overflowing with ideas and creativity <laughs> and like you have the life experience and I think growth too to back it all up. So, I wish you the best and I'm definitely going to keep tabs on you and just, uh, you know, see what your future and your career, what God brings to you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Are you going to start your blog? Do you want to plug your blog or you don't have a name? Oh, do you have a name? I actually do have a new oh, yeah? blog. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 what is it? I'm going to subscribe. Since we're on this topic, yeah. um, I have a website. It's not like completely finished. Like it's still on the new side, but it's um, Irene Schuyler Peck dot webnode.com it's also on my instagram but you can check um, my poetry instagram which is irene schuyler dot peck last name p-a-e-k um that's where i just post all like my poetry dump but also just pictures that i really enjoy because <laughs> i take random pictures from time to time like day to day like if something interests me like hey i'm gonna take a picture of that and with that i just kind of put my poetry in just be like hey this kind of isn't really related but like enjoy a picture but also yeah. enjoy a poem oh that's so, cool okay i'm gonna i'm gonna check your website and your instagram out and then uh i don't know if we do this again we can we can have a follow-up <laughs> conversation and then i'll uh i'll see what i find on your, on yes, your social media you. <laughs> yeah thanks so much i mean this is this was a lot of fun um okay maybe maybe one more question people listening can't see this but i'm looking and i see a bunch of like what what are those flowers roses on your wall you have like what is that like three dozen roses just kind of like hanging on your wall what is that um so i actually don't know how many these are i literally didn't count (laughs) yeah there's a lot um, it's like all over your wall yeah um these are roses that i actually got from my graduation oh Um, 
Yeah, my friends just collectively, because I always say that my favorite flowers are white roses, but I also just love flowers in general and I love roses in general. My friends have heard my cry. And so they all (laughs) brought me roses for my graduation. I was like, That's so nice. Yeah. And it was like, it was an overwhelming amount of love. And I said, You know what? These people are the people who helped me graduate. This is like a commemoration for you guys. So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Great story. And thanks for sharing everything on this podcast, Irene. I feel like I know you a lot better now, considering I didn't know you at all before. So (laughs) That's okay. We're like friends now. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm honored. I'm honored. (laughs) Thanks, Irene. No problem. Thanks, Irene, for being my guest on the show. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Please send me your feedback or questions for follow-up. You can even send me any questions specifically for Irene to follow up on, and I'll be sure to get to them in the next few episodes. In the show notes, you'll find the link to Irene's Instagrams and blog, as well as her article, Four Reasons for Christians to Dance. Read her article and more at sola.network. I curate a link list column for Sola every Friday. Be sure to check that out, and you can also subscribe to it via email. I'll put the link in the show notes. Also in the show notes, you'll find links to the Sound Words podcast archive. And don't forget to subscribe to Sound Words on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. Just search for Sound Words. My website is musicgoon.com. The email address for this podcast is soundwords at musicgoon.com. And you can always tweet me at musicgoon. Thanks. See you soon.